Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Mike Malloy coming to you from Rapid City, South Dakota. We're at Dunn Brothers Coffee this morning, which is relatively quiet right now. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's a change. Yeah, and I'm here with Karen Gibas. She is my co-host and actually the technical guru for this whole thing. I just sort of show up and smile and look good, right? Yeah, this is what it's like when we have the Father Malloy show, though. Oh, okay. That's what we call this. No, I do. I do (laughs) reference this as the Father Malloy show. Oh, interesting. Um, And uh, we've got a great show lined up for today. We're excited about having all the guests we have on. Uh, We have one in-studio guest, and then we have some others that are going to be with us via the phone. So it's going to be a good good program. So we're looking forward to everything that we have to do. So we are on the 20th of uh, December which means we are just right on the cusp of the celebration of the great birth of Jesus. So how are Christmas preparations going for you, Karen? Uh, We are ready. Ish. Ish. (laughs) High on the, high emphasis on the ish part. (laughs) Ish part. I mean, it's that Christmas tree is decorated. The house looks like, you know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Wonderful. You know, the, the menu is made for Christmas Day, but now I have to actually put the plan into action. Well, and you know, as you mentioned that, I was thinking of the kid growing up. One of the really exciting parts of Christmas, as we got close to Christmas, the presents started to come under the tree, <laughs> and we didn't know um, that for years. My mother, when she whatever gifts my parents <clears throat> bought for us, she would hide them all over the house. Ah! It never occurred to me to look for them, and I I don't know why. I just assumed they sort of magically showed up, um, and those weren't the, that. And then there were the, all the gifts that Santa gave us too. But uh, it was very interesting, but it was always exciting to watch that little pile of packages go, go grow under the grow tree. Grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it's and, and I know a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't commercialize Christmas and all those kind of things. And, and I think that's true. I think we do too much of that. But I also think um, gifts can be a great uh, opportunity for parents to share with kids the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Because you can use it as an opportunity to talk about the great gift of Jesus, and you can use an opportunity to, to share with them the story of the wise men and, and the coming and the gifts given to Jesus. And and and, there's, and as a kid growing up, I guess Christmas gifts always in my heart always showed me that my parents really did love me and care for me because we we didn't have a lot. And and so Christmas came and they always made a whatever we got was always special. And it was because I realized years later that. They listened and they they heard what we needed, yeah. what we wanted, and you know we did. I don't think we knew any of that, you know. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, how did you know? You know, how did right. you know that I wanted this? It was very intentional. Yeah, it was. It was very much so, and, and it just amazed me. And that even was true even up into as an adult. My father would listen um, <laughs> after my mother passed away. My father would listen, and he would always give me Christmas gifts. That always amazed me. Because I thought, how did you know that I wanted that or like that or, you know, and he would just smile like, you know, I'm a dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I pay attention and I, and I know. So anyway, um, so it's all like very exciting and wonderful and, 
um, all of it leads us back always, always to Jesus and to the great gift of his life and love shared with us. So, well, we should get into this show and this program, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is the Father Malloy show, but there are more people on today. <laughs> and that music that we're listening to is a reminder to us that we're going to go through what we call an encounter segment, Encountering Christ's Real Presence. And we have with us here in the studio today, Heidi Cody, whom I've known for several years. Heidi, it's good to see you again. Good morning. <laughs> Glad to be here. You bet. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself before we kind of get into your story? Sure. My name is Heidi Cody. I have five children. I've been married for almost 30 years, so a long time. Um, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. I was baptized and came into the church as an adult, okay. um, actually in my 30s. Okay. So, And um, in the beginning, um, when Eli introduced uh, you as a guest and told us there was, a, there was an experience that you had with the birth of your last child, with the birth of Liam, whom I know. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then, and then how that ties with your conversion story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it, it's really what started my conversion story. In 2007, when my husband and I found out that we were pregnant with Liam, um, I, I had had difficult pregnancies before, so we were scheduled, I was scheduled to go in for surgery so that I wouldn't miscarry the baby. And um, the day that I was supposed to have the surgery, the doctors called us and told us that there was a problem with the baby. And they asked us to come to the hospital so that we could talk with them and talk with a host of geneticists and various other people. And um, they said, we really can't tell you what the outcome is going to be, but it's very probable that it will be bad. And um, really what they advised was terminating the pregnancy. They mm. advised us to terminate the pregnancy. And um, they left, left us alone. And so my husband and I were, were talking and obviously just really upset, right? Really upset. And um, got back in the room. And I was seriously, because they gave us, you know, went through this whole host of you know, your life would be totally different with a disabled child. Um, you really have to think about this. This might not be a good outcome for you or for your family. And um, so we got back in with the doctors and I was seriously considering, you know, maybe, maybe I should just take an easy way out here. Um, but I said, I've got, let's have an ultrasound. Let's look at the baby. Let's look at the baby. And so they took us back and um, into a room, the doctor and my husband, the geneticist was there, a couple of nurses were there. And um, they, brought, they brought the baby up on the ultrasound, they brought Liam up on the ultrasound, and this was early in the pregnancy. And I looked over at the ultrasound and I could see his little heart beating. And it's like I heard very clearly, <laughs> um, you don't have the right to stop this heart. You don't have the right to do that. And so and that, I... You're, you're talking, you heard that. That was not from the doctor. No, not from that was not from anybody in the room. Nobody else heard it. It was just me that heard it. And anyways, I looked over at my husband and I looked at the doctor and I said, 
there's not going to be any termination. Let's do the surgery so I can carry the baby to term. And so that's what I did. Um, you know Liam. I know Liam. He's a beautiful 11-year-old boy. Um, at that time, it's worth pointing out that I hadn't been baptized yet at that time. And that that very moment really initiated uh, regular conversation with God. Mm, okay. Because um, the pregnancy was difficult. We didn't know what the outcome would be. And the amazing thing about that is I was like, okay, God, you said I don't have the right. You said this is your child. <laughs> so help me out here, right? And um, I had the most amazing sense of peace in probably one of the most uncertain times of my life. Hmm. Okay. And um, so that initiated regular conversation with God. Um, time went on. Liam, Liam had been born. At the time, I had a job where I was traveling a lot, doing a lot of travel. And I was away from my family about 90% of the time. So our family set up where our um, dad is the stay-at-home parent, and I'm the one that works. And... Um, so I had another experience, and this is really what prompted my initiation into the church. So about two years after Liam was born, um, I was sitting on an airplane getting ready to go to India, I think, and I was just despondent. I hadn't seen my family in a long time. I was through a long series of travel situations. I was feeling very, very, very sad and very upset. Um, after being very sad and upset for a while and I was sitting on the plane and I was thinking to myself I just I wish that I wasn't alive like this is just awful and um, I in my mind I saw Jesus standing in front of me and Jesus said to me come to me like you're what's your problem here <laughs> <laughs> so matter of fact <laughs> come to me. So at that very moment, so they're boarding the plane and it's a large plane. So it takes a while. I Google on my phone. I Google churches near my home. I lived in Arlington Heights, Illinois. So it's a Chicagoland area at that time. And um, I Googled churches near my home. And the first one on the list was St. James Catholic Church. So I called them up, got hooked up with the RCIA people. And there you go. Hmm. Wow. Amazing, and, and, and what, what's beautiful about that, Heidi, when I'm going to listen to you talk about it, is, you know, you began by saying I wasn't baptized at this okay. time, and so I mean, it's like a powerful um, reminder that Jesus is born to save everybody, okay. not just those who are you know front and center pew dwellers, but everybody. And so uh, that's a that's a great uh, story. So, um, so you joined the Catholic Church. Yep. And uh, t tell us a little bit about how your faith sustains you now. Um. So, you know, one of the things is I was, I, I hadn't been baptized and I was new to the whole Catholic Church thing and I was really new to praying. I conversed with God, but how do I get close to God? How do I really get close to God? Um, and, and I had moved to Rapid City. I was now in a job, so God blessed me with a job where I didn't have to travel anymore. I get to spend so much more time with my family. Um, and God did all of this for me, right? Mm -hmm. And I was in Rapid City, and um, 
in 2014, the cathedral was getting ready to prompt or initiate perpetual adoration. Right. And um, they started actually, so before initiating perpetual adoration, they did um, like a 24-hour day of prayer on the Roe versus Wade anniversary. And I signed up for a slot at that 24-hour prayer on the Roe versus Wade anniversary. And I signed up for a middle-of-the-night spot. And um, I went in to do, to do that slot of prayer, and I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, but it was really, and maybe it's because of my situation with Liam, but I found myself so drawn to praying um, really for the lost souls for and that includes the babies and the mothers and everybody that's involved and just that experience of being with Christ and it was like he was saying to me okay you need to keep your eyes on me like you need to be here you need to keep your gaze on me and that was amazing so then the cathedral um goes ahead and initiates perpetual adoration and they started it with um like 500 catholics right yes i was the very first of the 500 catholics to sign up i was the very first person they were keeping a tally on the website and I, as soon as i got the email i went out and signed up for my adoration slots mm. and i was number one on that Wonderful. list um you're listening to father mike malloy here with heidi cody uh, Real Presence Radio, and we're talking about her encounter with Jesus, how it began with the birth of her um, her last child, her fifth child, and how that continues in the Blessed Sacrament and in the uh, adoration that she does um, weekly. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, I'm aware of that because I was pastor at the time, so <laughs> I, I remember all that. So, so uh, Heidi, if, if someone is listening to this and they're going, wow, I've been waiting, I've been looking, I've been wanting, what would you tell them about how they can come close to the Lord, how they can encounter Christ? Well, what I will say is that going to adoration, um, it's every time it's like a counseling session with the Lord and the Lord is there with me and he's teaching me how to pray. Mm -hmm. He's teaching me how, um, how to praise him, right? And how to glorify him in what I do. And so I think it's about doing everything that you can to walk towards Christ, right? Beautiful. You have to open the door. You have to take that step and he's there waiting. I I loved your image about, you know, he's like, come to me. I'm here. I'm I'm ready and I'm willing. And and I think that's such a beautiful... um, a beautiful way to understand the simplicity of our relationship with Christ. Um, so, um, Heidi, we appreciate very much you being here. A great story. I mean, uh, hopefully, great inspiration to people listening. It was to me. Me uh, too. <laughs> but I, I'm hoping it, you know that other people can hear this and say, "Wow, it's possible for me too. I don't have to be extraordinary. I have to be an ordinary person who's looking." Okay. All right. So, coming up next on uh, Real Presence Radio. Uh, we're going to have the prayerfully yours segment. Well, I'll be praying for those people and the intentions that people have presented. Um, we look forward to you being with us as we have a great show lined up for us today. This is Father Mike Malloy with Karen Gibis at Dunn Brothers Coffee in Rapid City. We'll be back in just a moment.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 